Greetings. What a delight and joy it is to come into your homes, automobiles, or wherever you may be today. I thank God for you. That's right, you. As a kingdom citizen, or perhaps even someone who's seeking the Lord now. What a time, what a time. A perfect time, in fact, to know him in a better way and to know him in a new way. That is, he makes himself available and accessible to whoever seeks him, whoever calls upon his name. For the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's Resurrection Sunday. Not only is it Resurrection Sunday, but it's Easter Sunday. And I'm celebrating Easter Sunday because of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Also, 39 years ago, the Lord called me into the ministry. So I celebrate another birthday in Christ um, and also accepting my call in the ministry. Wow, it's just been a wonderful journey. There have been mountaintop experiences and valley moments, but in every situation, I could always anticipate God's presence and exit to permanent protection. That's the way God works. And he's still working right now in spite of what we see, in spite of what's going on. Jesus the Christ is still on the throne. And those of us who are kingdom citizens understand the power of God because we've seen him work before. And somebody may say, well, this is tough. I've never seen him work in this kind of situation. Listen, God is faster than at once and quicker than right now. All he wants us to do is trust him even when we can't trace him. For us to trust is to know that in spite of what I see, I walk by faith and not by sight. Well, I have a gospel message today. I believe it's tailored uh, for where we are right now. That's right. The text fits where we are today. On that note, I would like to call your attention to our Lord's Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter, verse 19. I will be reading from the NIV translation so that the word usage could be understood more graphically. Again, St. John, the 20th chapter, verse 19, you'll find the following words written therein. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Hmm. Peace be with you. I would like to use for a subject, a thought in this brief message. Locked in, but not locked out. Locked in, but not locked out. We are in this human network experiencing a challenge, a pandemic, an epidemic that we have never seen before. It has been called the invisible giant. But we know that God is still on the throne. But I know Satan is moving, talking, and he's interviewing our faith to see where we stand. We must realize that we are like 
cups that should be running over into the saucer and the world should be catching our overflow to see what we exhibit at this time. And that is, yes, we're here. We hear the same thing. We know that this is devastating. It is tormenting and torturous. But God is still on the throne. He still has the power. We must exhibit our faith. We know that things are so out of control now. It is like having our feet firmly planted in the middle of the air. It is as though we are aboard a train rapidly moving down the tracks of life. There may be demons in the engine cab, switching us to unknown destinations, taking us to unknown geographical locations. However, in spite of that, again, I am repetitive to say God is still on the throne. We are not the only ones who have experienced things in life that we don't understand, we cannot comprehend, that seem to be very troubling, seems to challenge, grab our faith, harass our faith, grab and captivate our attention to the point to where it seems like we've been arrested or it's pushed pause in our lives. But I want you to know, again, we must walk by faith and not by sight. The disciples of Jesus Christ after he was crucified is where our text opens. We find that the disciples were together in one place, but they found themselves in trouble. Mentally, emotionally, they were fighting fear. Their faith had been extracted from them. They forgot about the promise. In their minds, it seemed though as though Jesus was dead. They felt that it was all over. There was no comeback for the water walker, the storm stopper. How can Jesus overcome this? They crucified him. The word crucified or crucifixion came from the Persians. Um, it was a monotheistic pre-Islamic religion of the ancient time uh, founded by Zoroaster. It was then called Zoroasterism, uh, founded in the 6th century BC. This kind of torturing, this kind of tormenting of crucifixion was done by uh, those who were in charge and they felt that if someone who was not good, or if they were a thief, criminal, etc., would die and their bodies would be touching the earth, then they would infiltrate the earth, therefore contaminating it. And so they suspended them on a cross where they would die in the middle of the air between earth and heaven. This is the way our Savior died. The disciples could remember this. They could remember this pain, this agony. They could remember what Jesus went through and they found themselves in fear and did not want the same thing to happen to them. They wanted the crown, but could not deal with the cross. Listen, both geographically and gravitationally, we cannot jump from one mountain to the other. We have to have some valley time. But when we're in the valley, just know there's always an exit to our Savior, 
with permanent protection and provisions for our pilgrimage. Jesus is still on the throne. Jesus still makes himself available and accessible to those of us who walk by faith. Those of us who trust him, yes, again, when we cannot trace him. I am repetitive, I am redundant, because these disciples were human beings having a human experience just like we are today. We're facing something that we've never faced before. Now we're isolated, but we don't have to be insulated. That means even though we are away from family members, loved ones, friends, the economy seems to have crashed, schools are closed, yes, um, uh, restaurants are closed. It, 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 it seems like people are standing in line for bread and toilet paper. Grocery store shelves are being cleaned, cleared, but we will not fear. The word fear is a powerful word if we let it reign, if we allow it to uh, take hold. The word fear, the acronym is false evidence appearing real. And that's right. Whatever Satan is doing is false evidence. Whenever the Lord gets ready to put an end to this, he will. But while he's doing this, I believe that we are in a place now where we're locked in, but we're not locked out. That means Jesus Christ can speak and come through any door, any window, any geographical location and begin to work on us and with us and through us, therefore benefiting the world. We are like a cup. He fills us up. The world is like a saucer. The world will catch whatever flows out of us. And what we should show now and exhibit is that God is real. Jesus is still king of all kings. And we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, I know that there are some who are listening and we're listening uh, to uh, the news that comes on, whether it is um, CNN or Fox or ABC, NBC, CBS. I know that we're hearing a lot of things now. Satan is speaking loud, it seems like. We hear all of the facts and we hear all of the figures. But don't let the facts and the figures erupt or tear down or move your faith. You've got to know that this is a time where faith really can be applied and faith can live and faith can talk. I'm telling you, if we can just hang in there and know that God will bring us through, over, under, and around any situation, when we know that and we walk in that kind of faith, we get a chance to see God in a way that we've never seen him before. God is simply saying, I just need you to depend on me, lean on me. Yes, but pastor. Yes, but Dr. Priest, the bishop, I hear all of the noise, the pain, the agony, the frustration, the noise, the pain, the agony. Satan is speaking. It seems like we're not going to get through this. How long will it last? It's almost like, how long is the night? The Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. So we have got to wait until the morning comes and the morning is on the way. Yes, that's right. It's coming. Well, in the United States, there are over a half a million confirmed cases. There are over 21,000 deaths. Globally, there's over 1 million, almost 2 million confirmed cases. Deaths, there are 100,000 uh, or more. 
and and this seems to be globally now and uh, the politicians are arguing back and forth they're going back and forth the pundits the easy chair listeners and the couch consultants are, are talking about this uh, when will we start society back when will we get people back to work because we do know that inflation has hit. The stock, stock markets have crashed. People are losing money. They're losing their minds. There are people that ha- have their mental health in the intensive care. <clears throat> and, and people are wondering, when is this going to be over? Well, I know it will be over. But I think we need to out- allow God to download into us information, inspiration, and motivation that when we get through this, We'll have a better appreciation and we'll understand our responsibility as kingdom citizens to the world. Yes, we ought to evangelize the world like never before. I see people joining the church, but what about people getting saved? I believe that it's time for us now to bring people into Christ. And this is a perfect time to do so. I know I have a witness out there somewhere that can attest. This is a great time for God to manifest himself through the church. And I know that we are missing church. I miss church. But you need to understand that's the building. The church is those of us who have accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. Uh, the word church derives from the Greek word ekklesia, which means to be called out or to be summoned. And so we know that we are called out of darkness into the marvelous light Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Glorify your father, which is in heaven. This is a perfect time for us to preach Jesus. This is a perfect time to say to the world, the good news is the bad news was wrong. We have the gospel the word gospel comes from the Greek word euangelion, which is good news. We have good news even when there's bad news that we have to hear every day. We know that Jesus lives. He died. He rose again. He died, but he rose again. And he has the power to bring us through, to take us through. He's healed diseases before. He's healed pandemics and epidemics before from the Old Testament through the New. Within this Bible here, the Bible, the Word of God, the Biblos, the book, 1,189 chapters, 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 books in the New Testament. This is the voice of God spoken to us to remind us that you're not in a situation that uh, I can't deal with. Read the book. Read my history and life will never be a mystery. Read the book and in the book you'll find that I've always came through. I've always went over, under, and around to get to my people and to bring my people through whatever situation that they were in. Yes, God is still on the throne. Don't you just love Jesus for being there? And so we are, watch this, in our homes now, following the federal guidelines and the federal mandates. And so we are home, most of us, throughout the day. Some people hardly ever go out and we're being safe as well. 
Yes, we are. But this is a time when we can study, we can pray, we can get closer to our families and, and uh, we can communicate and uh, we can rest. And Because uh, sometimes being isolated brings about frustration. But I want you to know that also can bring about motivation. These disciples were in a terrible situation, but they came through it because Jesus came in where they are or were and said, peace be unto you. He said it twice because he wanted them to have it. Peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. And I say to you today, peace be unto you. Jesus said, now you're going to have to have this. You're going to need this now. What is that? The Holy Spirit. I'm going to breathe on you. Verse 22. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Ghost. Because he realized they were going to need the Holy Ghost to get through those very difficult and turbulent times. We still need the third person of the Godhead to get through. I am a Trinitarian. So I believe that we need that Holy Spirit to bring us through this situation. He walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me that I am his own. And one thing I love about the Lord is when a person accepts Jesus Christ, that's a, there's a change. There, there's a newness, a unique moment in their lives that they'll never be the same. I mean, when you really, really accept Christ, there is a difference. There is a difference. But with human beings being human, sometimes people drift away. Sometimes we fade away. We lose that luster. And my God, sometimes we lose that joy. And those of you who I'm speaking to today, if this pandemic, this epidemic has sapped your joy, get it back. You can get it back through Jesus Christ. Because if you don't have joy, you don't have strength. The joy of the Lord, the text says, is our strength. Jesus said, listen, I want to breathe on you. I want to breathe on you. Now, sometimes when he breathes on us, we have to bleed. And this is a time now of suffering. This is a time now of watching some things we've never seen before. But we're going to get through this. The church will be stronger. The church will be greater. I miss the saints. I missed the church. And these 37, 38 years of pastoring, I miss, I miss the fellowship. Yes, the koinonia, the fellowship, the, the communion, the communication of the saints. But that will happen again. But I've learned something very important because I've never experienced this before. And many of you listening to my voice have experienced this. I've learned to take a new level of appreciation. I've always appreciated the church, but I learned to take a new level now. Even though I know, watch this, I repeat again, we are the church. We are the church, the call out of the summons in the Greek ecclesia. We are the church. But I do know that fellowship, bringing ourselves together means a lot. But just coming together, getting together, we must do something after we've come together. And that's what Jesus said in this text. He says, I need you to understand, I'm breathing on you. I'm, I'm calling you out. I was sent to you and I'm sending you to the world. That's in the text. So he's giving us access. He's given us motivation and inspiration to do what we've never done before, or at least to do it with 
with some level of repetitiveness and redundancy because that is the objective to win the world to Christ. On this Easter Sunday, I have the joy of the Lord in spite of what I see, in spite of what's going on. We have that he can come in, not only into your home, but into your heart, into your mind, into your spirit, and speak peace be unto you. I bring you greetings from the Promised Land Baptist Church, Louisville, Kentucky. I am Dr. Priester, the senior pastor. God bless. May heaven smile upon you, for we walk by faith, not by sight.